For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to be. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6 into our conversation about Brexit. I think it is a blow for liberty. I am all in favor of it. I want less government, smaller government, closer to home. I am a sovereign citizen. I think there should be, I'm a country. (laughs) Really, I know that sounds crazy, but really, everything a country does is an extension of me delegating to it my rights. And really, the only right that I can uh, exercise in the face of other people is the right to self-defense. Everything else is just me doing my own thing. But when it comes to interacting, it's, hey, don't touch me or my stuff. And if you do, I'm going to fight back and my friends are going to help me. And those friends are the government. That's the way it's supposed to work. That's how. That's what I consent to. But that's not really how it works. And we all know that. I've got a quote here from Barry Goldwater about just how how bad it's it's become, and this is from a quote from 1979 in his book, With No Apologies, which I just bought. He says, the Trilateral Commission, he's talking about David Rockefeller's, uh, what he calls his newest international cabal. Uh, he said, it represents a skillful, coordinated effort to seize control and consolidate the four centers of power, political monetary, intellectual, and ecclesiastical. All this is to be done in the interest of creating a more peaceful, more productive world community. Does this sound familiar? The EU, North America? Listen on. This is Goldwater again. What the trilateralists truly intend is the creation of a worldwide economic uh, economic power superior to the political governments of the nation states involved. Listen to this. This is interesting, but a little complex. They believe the abundant materialism they propose to create will overwhelm existing differences. As managers and creators of the system, they will rule the future. So I've noticed this. They want to convert everybody to materialism, which is why they want to destroy cultures, destroy religions. We are set up for this clash of civilizations with Islam and the Middle East. But maybe what they're doing is just trying to get these people to worship the false god of materialism so they can dominate them, control them, subordinate them, enslave them. I don't know, but I know that's what they're doing here. I know that's what they did in Europe. And that's that's really, it's, it's not just me wanting to exercise my sovereignty as a citizen in the smallest possible unit. It's that they are actually using these levers of government to control 
culture, money, power at uh, behind the scenes at the expense of our rights and the fruits of our labor just by inflating the money supply. They're stealing the fruits of our labor. So if England leaves the EU and becomes a smaller independent unit, that would be awesome. I fear that the power is so great that what you see is not what you get. But uh, but I love the... I like very much the uh, feeling of unity we have in exercising what is a factor, a force of human nature these guys can't get around, which is we have an inherent sense of our liberty. We resent being manipulated, being controlled, being exploited. And these these votes, whether it works in the end or not, are representative of that nobility of man that these guys hate and want to stamp out. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I am uh, going to Steve in Canton. Dave, hang on. You're next. Steve in Canton, you're on with Monica. Hey, Monica. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Good. Hey, um, just you hit on a really important point on this world government issue, and that is that you used the word strained as the immigrants came into Europe. The reason that I believe that socialism will fail is because politicians set up these formulas that as people and as a government, they simply can't follow the formulas to keep the financial part of it straight. So what I mean by that is is that there's always one of two things that happens in socialism. Either the standard of living lowers as the formulas get farther out of whack or the country goes bankrupt, a.k.a. the USSR. So in that case, both happened because the formulas were not adhered to by the politicians. And I know I'm getting down the rabbit hole a bit here, but people need to understand that socialism is only as good as the people that run the government. If they can't stay... I want to add a nuance to that, Steve, if you would allow it. I I look at... I'm I am the most extreme philosophical theoretical uh, libertarian you could ever imagine. I'm an anarcho-capitalist. I don't recognize the legitimacy of the modern state. So it is almost impossible for me to actually say these words. But I'm going to say them. It in for example, Sweden, if you look at the Nordic countries and you can call them socialism or some form of socialism or whatever, it is a centrally controlled economy and I I am I cannot believe I can say this, but I believe that in a small homogeneous unit where everybody has the same culture and has the same values, they can have that kind of a government and it will not necessarily go bankrupt and I think that is why Sweden has had you know a couple of assassinations that have changed their direction, and I think part of that is if I have a good friend of Swedish that they will bring in people from Somalia and Iraq, right? So these aren't people who are swimming across the Rio. They're not illegal immigrants. It's a government policy. And I, I don't even, I have no problem with immigrants, but you can smell a rat because there's a civil war raging in Ukraine next door uh, or nearby that have very similar, much more similar cultures that they should just come up. They could swim across the equivalent of the Rio. Exactly. Why do they bring these people in? I think it's to... Uh, make the system not work on purpose. I think it is it is in the interest of the higher ups to not actually allow anything but 
really fascism, you know, whatever it is, it's got to be total control at the top that even if socialism could work among the people, that's a problem. What they really want to do is siphon all the money up top. And it sounds like an anti-capitalist position. I am not. But this is really something different. This is, I think, fascism. The only small country, the, the only exception to the rule, and that's what you just took the words right out of my mouth, the only exception to the rule are some of these four and five million uh, population countries that can manage it at the small level. And who trust each other because they understand how each other works. They understand this, you know, we don't have, we don't work fast, so don't work fast, or we don't lie, so don't lie. And then you understand what to expect from each other, and you know when someone's getting outside that, you know, you can ostracize somebody for exploiting the system that you all are pretty close to putting in and taking out together, as opposed to California versus Maine, you know, you don't know, you can't keep an eye on that. No, that's exactly right, and when you look at Medicare and you look at social uh, Social Security, they're both bankrupt, and it's because we can't do that in a big country. That's why only free enterprise is the, is the rule or the answer to a big country that has all the different moving parts and pieces, because you don't want any of that in the government. No, and I look at, when I was in New York, I look at, uh, there was a lot of Eastern European immigration uh, over the decades after the USSR collapsed, and they immediately were like, oh my gosh, this is, there's low-hanging fruit here. I mean, everybody, open a nursing home. (laughs) Open a nursing home as soon as possible so you can get all these government payments because nobody's minding the store at all. They were raised to exploit that system. I mean, when you're in a communist system, so uh, I could, uh, there is no way to do it. There's no checks and balances. You have to have kind of cutthroat competition to get other competitors to keep things in line, to keep uh, keep business honest, to keep costs down, to keep products good. You have to have to have it. You know, Maybe you guys can get together and decide to share all your money on the smallest level. I can't fathom it, but I know, I agree with you, Steve, it cannot work here. I'm going to go to uh, Sandy in Atlanta. Hi, Sandy, you're on with Monica. Hey, Monica. Uh, I think this may be off point, but I feel that we should get out of the U.N. We're spending so much money there that's going who knows where that I think if we just backed out of it for a little while, got ourselves, um, you know, more or less uh, uh, <laughs> put the uh, um, horse back to everything and then just see where we are, where we really are, and take care of ourselves for maybe a year, like make make sure that we get our Social Security, our Medicare, Medicaid, everything in check to know where the money's going. And then if we choose to get back into the U.N., we do that. But uh, that's just my thought. I don't, Sandy, I don't think that's off point at all. I will tell you, uh, I got an email from Johnny that said he... He read an article that said Google, number one Google search in the UK is like, what is the EU? Of course, that was, I think, a false story just to make people in the EU look stupid. But he said, okay, so he Googled it. And Johnny said he Googled it. And the first thing that came out was this quote, giant, gigantic article. The first thing, BBC article said, the European Union grew out of a desire for peace in a war-torn and divided continent. Well, I'll tell you, if you read what I call deep history, especially from the twentieth mid-20th century, I read a book called Peace, 
from the wonderful pe- uh, people who brought you Korea and Vietnam. And it was about the UN. And you can go back and look at Norman Dodd's video on YouTube uh, about the Carnegie Endowment. And, and it all points to the fact that the wars were fomented. The wars, the world wars were encouraged in order to justify world government. Not the opposite. The EU was not a response to world war. It was, world war was a precursor to what the, what, you know, I don't want to call them the financial powers or anything that makes it sound like free markets are to blame because they're not. These are what they called robber barons, colluded, uh, controlled the government, subverted the government, exploited it, uh, broke laws and got away with them. But all of this came together to, they, they had a plan at least 100 years ago to consolidate power at the top. Post-industrialization, they just had so much money and power that they, they wanted to subvert all these governments. So it's EU, the UN, in my mind, it's all a march towards the third level. So they had the League of Nations and they have the UN. The next one is going to be the real world government with guns and taxes, stealing and killing. That's that's what you're getting. You know, that's always the ultimate goal of government. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. 30% chance of isolated thunderstorms tomorrow with a high forecast for 91. The weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. I am talking about the Brexit. I want to know what you think. Are you happy about this? Is it a victory for liberty? Does it give you hope? Is it the same as the Trump phenomenon? I want your gut reaction to the Brexit. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. I'm going to Joy in Smyrna. Joy, you are on with Monica. Hi, Monica. I'm really enjoying the conversation. A lot of different opinions here. But um, with relation to Brexit and some of the things that come along with being part of a large government entity, I want to talk a little bit about Obamacare. And um, I am 55 and self-employed and somebody who has a pre-existing condition. So I hate Obamacare, but it is my only, only choice. And I believe that I have a four-pronged solution to replace Obamacare with a 50-year-old age limit to actually buy in to Medicare. And that that's my proposal is buy, uh, enable people who are over 50 to buy into Medicare and force the um, medical community and the insurance companies to actually publish rates. I had a, um, a sprained finger the other day, and I could not get, I called four different doctors. No one could tell me how much it was to x-ray my finger. And I ended up going to the doctor and got an $1,100 bill. Oh, Saw the doctor God. for five minutes. Well, I have to say, I don't engage in trying to tweak policies. I've said this before, and I'll say it again because I think it's a good observation. As a libertarian, people are, you know, I'm challenged all the time. But this is a real problem. You have to deal with it. And I, I deal with it by saying you have to peel away the problems, not figure out how to make, how to accommodate the problems. So for me, if you take away the, this total distortion in medical costs, which like regular care 
insurance is. Insurance only makes sense if it's catastrophic. So you don't know you're going to get sick. And somebody your age would never get that sickness. So everybody your age gets together and they pitch in and uh, whoever does get sick gets all the money that they put in that pot. That's the only thing insurance works for. Everything else is what it costs. So if everybody who's 80 got cancer and no one could afford to cure it, how does moving that around uh, create the resources to cure that? So you have to get ahead of the insurance. And I'll tell you, I never go to my doctor who is on my plan. I go to the urgent care and I get a bill for like 100 bucks and I'm happy. But I don't want to get too off track. Let's talk about Brexit. I'm going to Tommy after the break. 800 WSB Talk. This is Monica Perez. Maybe it's something really cool that I don't even know about. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. I am the libertarian voice on WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. And we're covering a bit of a range of topics, as we always do, centered around the Brexit so the UK voters voted to leave the EU, and the EU is uh, they. It's a an organization. It's twenty eight countries, including the UK, and it mainly ensures the free movement of people, services, capital, and the majority of the countries, and not the UK, but the majority use the euro. The UK retained the pound. And this movement, uh, it it comes with a lot of rules and regulations, actually. It sounds like it's a free trade block, and it is, but it comes with a lot of baggage. And the UK people voted out of it. And I had read that 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 the most important issue to Britons, I've read this over and over again. So I don't know if I read it like this is what determined them voting for Brexit, but I know that they care the most about their healthcare system. I think it's a disaster and I think it stresses people out and they don't get the care they need. They have no control over it. So they have to vote and protest and all this kind of stuff. And, uh, and I think they have said that the problem, one of the problems with this free flow of people is that it stresses out their medical system so that if they have a better medical system than any other place in Europe, why people can just go there and access it. Now, maybe they're not supposed to access it, but I've been in countries that have socialized medicine, and because medicine is what they call free, I've never uh, uh, had to show any ID or anything. I've just gone into the hospital and gotten taken care of. It's it's really weird. So uh, I imagine there's abuse of the system, whatever, and I see here... When I think about what uh, Obamacare is, is also a disaster, but in a different way. It's kind of an accounting disaster. It's a problem for insurance companies. And I remember the video from the guy who works for Apollo, I think it was, some kind of Soros think tank saying, this is a Trojan horse for socialized medicine, single-payer health care. And when Obamacare doesn't work, we'll just have socialized medicine. And I, I started to think that's going to be Hillary's legacy, that she's going to get in in November. She'll probably be a one-termer, but she will be the one to transition from Obamacare to Hillary Care, and that's what we'll be stuck with. And, I, and earlier, so, and I, I, don't, I don't know if there's much that we can do about it, but I have, you know, I, it, I kind of am trying to come to terms with it because 
I think it's going to happen, but it really depresses me profoundly. Like, I really, really get depressed. So when I tell people, like, I think the Trump uh, candidacy is a psychological operation to affect certain goals, I take no pleasure in saying that. But it really, really bums me out. But, but one of the things I think he's there to do is to get Hillary elected. She, she's a good friend of his. You know who else she's a good friend of is William Welt, who's the vice president a nominee on the Libertarian Party ticket. So when I look at that, and I, I was listening to CNN had a town hall first ever for Libertarian, the Libertarian candidates, Gary Johnson and William Weld. I want to touch on that. I've got some stuff to read about. Well, I just have a little bit of comment. I want to, I want to take some calls first, but I had a caller earlier who said, we're going to all vote Democrat just to teach the Republicans a lesson. And although I could never bring myself to do that, I almost would rather they do that because what I'm afraid is that part of the PSYOP is to get the psychological operation, this thing that the Trump candidacy is all, all about. Part of it is to neutralize the Libertarian Party by getting people, splitting the Republican ticket, getting people to vote Libertarian, that will ensure Hillary a win, and, and then the establishment will take a fall this one time, but they will be able to blame libertarians or even upstart Trump supporters for the Hillary victory, for straying, straying from the establishment. Just like the Brexit, they're going to, I think, punish those people for this vote by fostering economic chaos and saying, see what happens when you stray? So if anybody saw that town hall, it's a small group. So if you saw it, you should call because a lot of people are. But it's interesting what what happened on that Libertarian town hall. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. I'll take calls on any of the topics we're hitting. And uh, you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. I'm going to go to Tom. Tom, thanks for holding your on with Monica. Yeah. Hi, Monica. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm all right. Uh, what, I, I think the Brexit vote was awesome. I yeah. think it's about time we hear some people in Europe actually give a dang about their independence. Uh, but yeah. you, had, you had a guy call up earlier and talk about socialism and how if you have the right people in charge, socialism could work. Socialism and communism are just fancy words for slavery. Slavery is evil. Nothing good comes from evil. People do not understand that. Socialism, I don't care if you have Jesus Christ and his father up there running the show, all by themselves. Socialism will not work because socialism is based on a system of evil. And what do you think we have here now? I think, I, think, I, I mean, we're, 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 we're in a, well, let, let's go back. Um, government, at its best, is a necessary evil. At worst, an intolerable one. Government is inherently evil. Right now, we have allowed our government to get away with various levels of evil. I mean, I, I think them stealing money from my pocket to fund Planned Parenthood, I, th- I think I'm being forced to participate in an evil act. I don't, I don't care what anybody else is. Uh, I wonder. Is. Yeah, Tom, I wonder if uh, at my judgment day, I'm going to have to answer for why I didn't just sit on my hands and stop participating, stop working. Well, I mean, you do that. I mean, honest to God, I'm here to tell you, they will make your life yeah, I actually talked to my uncle who is. Try and sit on your hands. Yeah, what I had. I like to see, what I would like to see everybody do out there is become a 1099 employee. All right, and then 
when it, when it comes time to pay our quarterly taxes, if everybody everybody out there had a job, we're ten, we're being ten ninety nine. When it came down to pay our quarterly taxes, if we all just turned around to them and flipped them off, I'd like to see what would happen then. Let them come after a couple hundred million of us for not paying our well, taxes. Well, that was the genius behind the withholding tax. Withdrawal, was, the withholding, correct. Yeah, that that I actually think they gave people. I think part of the law that ushered in, I read this, I didn't re- actually read the law, but I read an article that said that part of the thing was that they ushered in that law, they put a rider on there that you didn't have to pay like a quarters of a quarter of taxes, a quarter's worth of taxes. So like they gave people kind of tax rebate for signing on to this law. But I want to throw something out to you, Tom, that I discovered the other day, speaking of slavery and taxation. I, uh, my daughter got a Bose or like a Bose DVD CD player wet and it was a couple of hundred dollars and it was ruined. She could, we can't use it. It's completely broken. So she does a lot of chores around the house. I give her, you know, a dollar for this, a dollar for that. And she works hard and she doesn't want to have debt. She doesn't like that hanging over her head. She wants to pay it back. I really like her work ethic and her just overall ethic. She's a handful, but she's got her, <laughs> her moral compass in the right direction. So she was doing lots of work for me, and she was building up some cash. And my husband said, all right, give me it all. Give me it all for the, for the radio. And, and this was just not, it was only going to be a drop in the bucket towards the $200. So I said, man, you can't do it like that. She'll stop sweeping the floor. She'll stop making the beds. You got to take half. Take half and let her keep half. And then she'll work. That's enough for her to work her maximum. She'll keep working and she'll make that money. And she'll pay you back a lot quicker than if you take it all. And I just looked at him. We looked at each other. and I was like, taxes. You know, that's the genius of the 50% tax rate or the approximately 50% tax rate. It's so much better than outright slavery or socialism where you you have the incentive system completely in place. So I would say that our current system is 100% calculated slavery to maximize our contribution. And in a way, I mean, nothing's worse than socialism. I agree with you. But at the very top, you know, they'll bail out banks, but when they go south, but when they make profits, they'll let the private guys take that money off the top. And I think so. It's that it's kind of the fascism is at the top, socialism is at the bottom. And I, I would say, although we are have more luxury, our actual state of slavery is as acute as ever. Is that is that? Do you can you buy that? I, I can agree with you 100% on that. I, I think we're being manipulated every day. And it's genius, and I think, though. I, I, I agree. I mean, it's genius, but we're all stupid. I mean, <laughs> look, look, at what just, look what just happened in Georgia. We reelected every single one of our, commu- our, our communists. I think I have a right. We reelected, we reelected each, each and every one of our congressmen and sent them back to office. But I'm here to tell you, I am not wasting my vote on an incumbent Republican in this election at all. The only, re- the only reason I'm going to go to the polls is to pull the lever for Donald Trump because he's the only one out there that I'm not sure about. The other ones, I know they're dirtbags. I'm not going to vote for him. So you're saying it's simply because you're not positive he's he's bad. Because I'm wondering, I know, and I, I know and I'm what with Hillary you. Clinton is. I know what Hillary Clinton right. is. I think I think she's an evil. Right. You know, evil thing. <laughs> and there's okay. and there's a chance that he is not. I'm with you there. Like, I totally think it's all PSYOP. And when I saw what was happening in the Georgia elections, and I dug in just on the people, the candidates who I liked and was interested in, and I saw even at the absolute tiniest level, like the state house level, 
the people who were winning were people who were supported by local businesses who wanted little laws and zoning rules and stuff to go in their favor. And you you don't know that. You don't know why this guy has a lot more of a media presence than that gal. And then and the people who were supported by the ones who wanted favors won, even at the smallest level. So I, I agree with you. Yeah. I, I just think we're I just think we're just screwed to be quite honest. <laughs> but just was just one more parting word. Go. I will live under the constant Tom, I lost you. Say it again. Say it again. I say, I said, I will live under the Constitution or I'll die under anything else. You all have a nice day. Thank you, Tom. I've got a couple of things to add. I I do think there's hope. I want to say something about the Constitution. I might have to wait till after the break. But I will say, uh, if you want to comment on Tom, the... uh, you want your own comments on that, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. But I would say that we are not, uh, there, is, there is hope. It is not at the ballot. I don't think it's at the ballot box. And I don't think that it's in a violent revolution. I think at this stage of total control of information, that those things that we have no hope in those regards. But here is my hope. And the Brexit vote demonstrated this to me. I think the people at the very, very top, not the millions of people who work for the top in government, in academia, in politics, they, don't, they are true believers, smoking the Kool-Aid, whatever. But at the very, very top, I'm, they, I think those guys are sociopaths, psychopaths. I mean, like satanic level stuff that, I mean, I don't know if literally or not literally, but it's bad news. And I think when you're that bad, you don't understand good people and, and the nobility of man and that human nature is not animalistic. They talk about us like we're animals, but we're not. So maybe they're going to play it wrong in the very long run. And they would not be able to actually control us. I'm going to expand on that a little bit. Get to your calls after the break. Uh, Give me a call, 800-WSB-TALK, or tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez, on News 95.5 at AM 750, WSB. High today of 96, tomorrow's high 91. The weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. We're talking about the Brexit, but we're talking about everything that that implies. Everything from the U.N., to what I'm going to start calling Hillary Care. I am uh, taking some calls, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. I'm going to Paul. Paul, you are on with Monica. Thank you, Monica, for uh, having me on. Um, I want to draw a correlation between the EU pulling out and what I see to be happening in the United States. Other than Trump, what he's trying to do but it seems like they're trying to strip away our Constitution piece by piece. Well, we become under the, uh, the rule of United Nations law, which in turn will do away with our, our guns and we'll wind up losing a lot of the freedoms that we have. Um, and, that, and that's the way, I was, that's the way it's looking. It's, it's trying to strip away the, the rights that we have a little at a time in order to keep them being an uprising, of course. And so, and and I think Trump, 
I'm not saying he's going to be the great force, but I think he's far greater than Hillary Clinton. Yeah, I I would say that yeah, the if Trump is for real, he's better than Hillary, that's for sure. But I well, <laughs> I can't imagine anything worse than Hillary. But my mother loves Trump because she thinks he loves this country. And that's enough for her. She just hasn't seen anybody with their heart in the right place for a long time. I personally think that if he's in on it, that is not a sign of love for the country. But uh, if he did, that would be great. But I agree with you about the, the U.N. losing our rights. I want to talk about the Constitution and about uh, the gun control that comes from the U.N. and that crazy sit-in. What did you think of that? 800-WSB-TALK, or you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.